How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Kingdom Link Podcast. Man, we're excited that you're here with us again today for this episode. We have an interesting episode, but man, is it a needed one. With today's topics going on with the world and all the craziness that we live in today, I think us as leaders need to know one thing specifically, and that is how to deal with difficult people. Yes, sir. There's a lot of them, (laughs) especially in today's world. I'm so glad to have my co-host with me, Tim Gill. Dad, why don't you just go ahead and greet everybody and start us up on dealing with difficult people. Thank you, David. It's great to be back again um, on our Kingdom Link podcast. We appreciate all of you that listen and join in, and we appreciate those of you that subscribe, and uh, we're thankful for you Uh, being a part of our Kingdom Link family. We want to encourage you, if you haven't, uh, write a review and share with uh, your friends about what we're going to be talking about. Today's topic, I think, is a very important one. Let me just simply start by saying, as we do on a lot of our podcasts, we're not experts. We're not experts on relationships. No, we are not. But we are people who are passionate about doing the best we can to develop relationships. And one of the things that every leader is eventually going to come in contact with in their work, their ministry, their church, mm-hmm. pastoring, youth group, whatever the case may be, is dealing with difficult people. I think the topic today really stretches across the whole spectrum. This isn't something, like you said, it's not something that you just see in churches. You see it on the job sites, you mm-hmm. see it at school. Every day you deal with difficult people, and us as leaders need to know how to handle these situations and these people wisely, mm-hmm. because there's enough people doing some harm and right, you know, causing rifts and problems with difficult people and just making the situation worse. Worse. But right. how do us as leaders create an environment on how to deal with difficult people in a positive way? Right. That solves the problem that right. brings a solution, but also helps that other person as well, and may even end up helping yourself. Absolutely. And, and one thing I know about being a leader or working in a, a leadership capacity on a job is you deal with people. Absolutely. <laughs> one day in Peanuts cartoon, Lucy says to Linus, you a doctor? Ha, that's a big laugh. You could never be a doctor. You want to know why? Because you don't love mankind. That's why. Lucy says that to Linus, and Linus responds, I love mankind. It's people I can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you're in leadership, they're, they're, it's just going to be dealing with people. There's all kinds of people. There's aggressive people. There's passive people. There's giving people, there's stubborn people, there's kind people, and there's mean people. All sorts of peoples. All kinds of people. There are people who hinder, there's people who help. There are optimistic folks and pessimistic folks. There's loyal folks and unreliable folks. There's yes people and no people and maybe people. Uh, <laughs> so so some are encouragers and some are complainers. God loves all the people. People. Introverts, extroverts. Folks you can't live with or you can't live without. Uh, John MacArthur said, The church is the only society in the world in which membership is based on a single qualification. The candidate must be unworthy of Mm. membership. We are all unworthy, and we're all, to some point and degree, difficult people. Mm -hmm. You know, well, and I think that's part of learning how to decode and decrypt the difficult person is to realize at some point in life you're you are the difficult person yeah Yeah. so uh, one way just uh, just throw it out there quickly one way to deal with a difficult person is put yourself in their shoes Mm -hmm. put yourself in the way that they're thinking and what their side of the story is and how would you want someone to treat you how would you want someone to deal with your problem or right. your situation? Right. That's how you should handle it. <laughs> and and that's what you're saying is deal with it relationally. Absolutely. If you if you go back in our podcast, you will find several episodes about you know relationships and leadership. Mm-hmm. 
Well, in, in leadership, in ministry, in the kingdom of God, it all boils down to relationship because it's not about membership and it's not about employing, and, uh, uh, but rather it is about deploying people to do what they're uh, called to do. Jesus said that we're to love the Lord with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind, but then we're to love our neighbor ourself. That's seeing the value of somebody. It's, right. re- it's easier to deal with difficult people when you see value right. in them, that they're valuable. Um, you know, Jesus taught us, and I can't remember exactly what uh, on one of our podcasts, but uh, Pastor Jay talked about Jesus changed the world by building people, one conversation mm-hmm. with people. Now, Jesus dealt with some difficult folks. Oh, my. Yes, he did. He, he never seemed impressed with masses. He never seemed uh, to be impressed with a lot of show and a lot of you know right. pomp and circumstance, but he was invested in one person. His one-on-one ministry should impact us about being intentionally involved in developing mm-hmm. uh, relationships with a disciple. And if you're going to deal with difficult people, you got to ask yourself, uh, you know, can I build a relationship with this person? There are some people, just at the outset, there are some people you can't get along with. The Bible says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which it's impossible uh, to see the Lord. Uh, So that's part of holiness is being peaceful. But then there's another passage that says, as much as lieth within you. Right. You know, to, to get along with people. There are some folks today, you just can't get along. They're beyond that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, another thing is just another idea to throw out there is that you need to realize don't be a a blanket thrower as a lead as a leader. What I mean by that is you may have dealt with someone about a certain topic and mm. then you may be dealing with someone else about the same topic, but that doesn't mean you need to treat them the same way you did the first person. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. They don't think the same way the other person does. Mm-hmm. They don't act the same way the other person does. They weren't mm-hmm. brought up the same way. They don't have the same ideals. They don't have the same dreams, goals in life, morals. And so you can't treat everyone exactly the same. Mm-mm. And what it's not saying you're mean to one and nice to another or choosing favorites or picking favorites. That means that you have to be connected to right. each person individually right. to really decode the difficult person. Right. That's not saying, oh, you're dealing with... You, ha- you, you can't get along with your coworker. Well, this person can't get along with her coworker, so you must be having the same problem. Well, that's not the case. Not, no. You need to get in touch with the person, have a relationship with right. them, so you can truly understand, okay, what are you dealing with, and how do I fix your problem? Mm. I suppose here's this other person. How do I understand their problem and their side of it as well? well and, and a lot of people look at that. If you're going to deal with someone that's difficult, okay, you're being judgy. <laughs> you're judging me right. on 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 my difficulty or whatever, and you're talking about really be aware of what they're dealing with. Jesus said, if you see somebody that's got a moat in their eye, yeah. go take the beam out of your eye first. So I think one way of looking at dealing with difficult pe- people is self-examination must come first. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, how we see ourselves determines how we see other people. Exactly, exactly, because in our own mind, we think we're right. Mm -hmm. We think we've got all the information. Mm -hmm. We think we know the ins and outs of everything, and we view other people off of our example. Right. And so all all that I see from you is based on my ideas, my thought process. Mm Mm-hmm. Which isn't always right, and in the lens of your own experience and perspective. Absolutely, and and one thing that you need to realize, leader, is you're human. Yeah, and so your ideas aren't always going to be right. Yeah, your opinions are not always going to be Mm-mm. the right opinion. But that's when you have to have a connection to Jesus, who is the ultimate example. Mm-hmm. With a connection with Jesus and a relationship with Jesus. You can have a better relationship with people. Right. Therefore, being able to decrypt and help and decode the difficult person. You know, Jesus said to love your neighbor as yourself. So how you view yourself 
will dictate how you view your neighbor. If everybody around, okay, let's me let's make it me. I'm not like quit saying you. Let me just make it about me. Mm-hmm. If everyone around me is difficult to deal with, what's the common denominator? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I got to I got to examine myself to see am I really the problem? If I'm the problem, then I can I can straighten that out. Um, you know. People who are trustworthy tend to see well, people here, as trustworthy. Here's a here's a real question. Okay. How is we how can we as leaders notice that we are the problem as mm. opposed to someone else? Because sometimes it's harder to realize if you're the problem, but it's easier to say that someone else is the problem. Well, I, I, I agree and I think that, that that's where accountability comes in, that you have people that, that help hold you accountable, but also a, a person who's a leader and that is growing themselves mm-hmm. and improving themselves and really conscientious about being righteous, then you, you ask the Lord, Lord, if there's something in me that needs to change, if I'm the difficult person, then help me. Right. But I think that it, it depends on the culture of where you're Absolutely. at and who you're dealing with, if it's in your leadership group right. or if it's out in a job situation that may be different. Which it goes back to a relationship with people in a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's how you can base off of dealing with a difficult person mm-hmm. or dealing with the difficult person yourself. Inside. Inside. Well, John Maxwell said, I may not be able to change the world I see around me, but I can change what I see within me. You have to be willing Absolutely. to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. I am responsible for me. I am responsible for how I treat you. Absolutely. So I got to take ownership of that. I cannot choose how you treat me, but I can choose how I respond to you. And that's a way of also dealing with difficult people. Uh, If I can build and grow my relationship with God, then I can better grow and build my relationship with my fellow man. Right. And so uh, I I want to have the blueprint that Jesus gave us about uh, judging others because he said, with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. You know, if I do it with mercy and compassion, mm-hmm. but also in in love, uh, then I need to. Then I can. I want to receive that in kind. Get that back. Yeah, I'd rather be handled with grace, absolutely, <laughs> than with a rod of iron. Well, and that not only speaking of God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty. That's that's kind of what that scripture is saying. Is that how you judge other people? Is that that's how God's going to judge, judge you. you? Right. But that also speaks of. Those under your leadership, mm-hmm. if they see, wow, you were really hard on that person for no reason, mm-hmm. you really didn't handle that situation well, well, then why would they come to you if they're having problems, if they saw you yelling, screaming, and saying bad names oh, yeah. about this other person? That's not going to help. Not going to help at all. And then they're going to judge you and say, well, you're the difficult person. You're the reason behind all these problems. Yeah. And so it's just, yeah. it causes chaos. Well, you know, there's a scripture that uh, Paul wrote to the Galatians. By the way, I wanted to say to those of you listening today, man, break down and study Galatians and realize it, it is just really about what Christ did for us mm. and accepting that alone. But in Galatians, we find that familiar scripture that talks about if a, if a brother be overtaken in a fault, you that are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, right? Lest thou be that, lest thou also be tempted. So, anytime you want to help somebody, you got to consider yourself first, absolutely, and examine yourself first. But Getting to the meat of where we are in our our episode tonight, and that is dealing with super difficult people Mm -hmm. sometimes comes before a leader. How are we going to handle that? The fact is some people are just plain crazy, and they make life crazy. They're not peacemakers. They're just fun people. Yeah. They're they're not peacemakers. They're create. They create chaos. Absolutely. And uh, sometimes they can be in your family. Sometimes they can be on your job, at school, or at church. Right. Uh, uh, they're, just, they're just crazy makers. They create crazy. 
And so it makes it difficult mm-hmm. if you're working with that person. Absolutely. Another thing, you have to identify that person mm-hmm. so that once you've identified that, you know how to handle it. Yeah. You know, the Bible says mark those. Yeah. And so you always have that in your head. So if anything happens mm-hmm. problematic through that person or within that person, yeah. you know how to handle it because you know that they create chaos. Well, let, let me give you an illustration that points that out. Uh, I say it this way. One time when uh, my wife and I pastored in a place in a different location, a different time, a different north, south, east, and west of here, um, we were dealing with three people that were extremely difficult. And we went away and prayed and asked God to show us what to do. And he helped us identify the type of way they were operating. Right. Wasn't necessarily that they were operating in the spirit. I just, this way, uh, one of them was a sniper. And it was interesting, we both love military, but it was military terms that come to us. One was a sniper hiding and just picking people off. The other was a a, a bully. Mm-hmm. I had the spirit of a bully. And the third was a spy. Mm. And it was amazing. When that came to us, we thought, okay, then here's how we deal with a sniper. Right. This is what draw, draws a sti- sniper out. Right. This is what how you deal with a bully. Uh, uh, a sniper you don't confront. A bully you confront. Uh, a spy you shut off information. Mm-hmm. And so they were difficult people. And so when you identify, let me give you some example. Okay, you're you're listening today, and you might be dealing with some difficult people. Let me give you a, a, a few examples. The first one is a de- demanding dictator that you're dealing with. They're always demanding their way. These are Sherman tank people that plow through. Their personality is to run over anything and everyone that stands in the way. Headstrong. Headstrong. I'm right. You're wrong. Uh, it, it is difficult, nearly impossible to reason and rationalize with a tank. I think you know? I think out of all of them, this is a major one that we're seeing today Yes, in the civil unrest that we see. Yes, sir. Because it's a lot of, I'm right, and you're wrong, and if, you, if you're in my way, then the mob is going to attack you. Yeah. I see a lot of in the culture today is the mob mindset mob, that yeah. if if I'm not having the same ideas if I if I don't agree with everything I'm in the wrong and they're just going to attack me so I'm just going to and say push it. you over yeah and just destroy everything you know and so I'm just going to agree with them and then I'm going to go on the proactive side and be part of that mob yeah. mentality and be demanding. And so that's what we're seeing today. Yes, we is a are. lot of this bulldozer. You said Sherman tank. Sherman tank. That's, Sherman tank yeah. mindset. Yeah. And the Sherman tank, you know, the way that they operate. Yeah. Well, if if I may help someone that's dealing with a demanding dictator, Sherman tank, uh, stand up to a tank, but be direct. Tank people, Sherman tank, demanding dictators do not usually understand tact. And if that doesn't work, you got to get a bigger gun. Mm. By that I mean, if you're dealing with somebody in leadership, there is somebody that is over them right. that you may have to take that issue with. You're at a job and you've got to go to their boss uh, or has a higher role of authority in their life. Uh, there have been times in ministry where I've dealt with a Sherman tank that was a, a, a preacher. And so I would have to go to his pastor. Right to try to deal with that. So that's that's one. another one. A difficult person is the nauseating nitpicker. Woohoo! These folks are highly critical. Nothing is good enough. They're the kind that pout and don't get their way. Uh, they're constantly finding fault. You ever you ever dealt with those folks that you know that song's not good enough. That that style is not good mm-hmm. enough. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with this. Nothing meets their standards. Complain, complain, complain. And the way to me that that I think that I have dealt with nauseating nitpickers is to ignore them, first of all. Right. To ignore them. Secondly, is to uh, remove influence. Mm-hmm. Don't let them have influence right. with others because there's nothing more... 
uh, demoralizing to the morale of a church, of a ministry, of a, than nitpickers. And point them out, make sure you know who they are. So that that's one thing. And you, we talked about identifying. How about those mega mouths? Woohoo, man. There's, they will actually talk you into surrender just because you want them to be quiet. Right. They dominate the conversation. You can't get in a word in edgewise. Um, and this isn't speaking of when we say difficult people, mm-hmm. we're not meaning that every time they come to you, it's a problem, that there's right. something wrong. Right. These are just quirky people yeah. that in leadership we deal with. Right. So how do we handle those? Because I know as a young leader, it's a learning curve. Talking right. to people that you're not accustomed exactly. to talking to. You see a whole different spectrum of people that you have to learn to communicate with right. and how to deal with them. And that's that's tricky. And, and so yes. I, I've been cornered a few times <laughs> by a talkative person. Mega mouth. A mega mouth. Yeah. And it isn't that they're blabbing gossip or lies or anything yeah. like that. They just talk. And it's kind of difficult to stray away from that. <laughs> and, so, and that's difficult. It's not bad. And again, we want yeah. to say a lot of this behavior we're talking about mm, may be bad, but really there's a lot of it that's not that they're bad. It's just difficult. It's just, it's it's like, uh, you know, uh, with a mega mouth, you want mm-hmm. to say, be, be quiet already. Well, <laughs> and then here is my tip. Here's okay. a little tip and trick for you mega mouths. <laughs> say you have to go to the bathroom. Okay, where that, are you going with this? That gets you out of every conversation. Are they oh. going to follow you to the bathroom? But that, that doesn't mean that you're lying because you don't necessarily have to use the bathroom. It is always smart to wash your hands. We are in Corona type people. You need to wash your hands. That gives you an escape. Say so you got to use the bathroom. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I think also is, is if you identify someone who is a, a big mega mouth or whatever, is uh, circumvent that by uh, making sure the conversation goes in a certain way. Absolutely, that it's not going to linger very long, and that 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 it could imply. Uh, excuse me, while I go, you know, I got to go somewhere. Whatever the case may be. Another one that that I've had to deal with is the volatile volcano. That's what I'm calling them. You got some great names. I got Dad. some great names. You like my names? They're good. Volatile volcano. They erupt when things don't go their way. We've had those those kind of folks, uh-huh. and they have bordered on uh, being demonic and possessed to just being angry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've yeah, we've dealt with some that I'm I I. I wanted. I really thought they need some devils cast out of them, but they didn't want to leave. They probably, they probably did. <laughs> but they erupt when things don't go their way. There's it's like always, a child. They're always threatening to explode, and they just, you know, standing on the edge mm-hmm. and just spew out anger and hostility. And they're like an unpredictable time bomb, just waiting for them to go off, and then then they explode. But kill them with kindness. Th- th- there you go. You cannot really confront a volatile. Volcano, because that's what they want, especially with anger. They want you don't, you know. Jesus said, or the, or the scriptures rather say, a soft answer turns away wrath. Mm-hmm. And one thing that your grandmother uh, walls, Ooh, your, she was your, good at your, that. Your BB could do is that she would get quieter mm-hmm. and quieter when the people would get louder and louder. She was awesome at that. All right, a couple more, and then we're going to get into seven seven keys to dealing with with with. Difficult people. Another one that you can identify is the super softies. Now, this is the other side of the spectrum. This is the opposite of the volcanoes. It is crybabies, mm-hmm. easily offended, chronic. Another one that discontent. we deal with a lot today. Uh, it is a big one. It's, it's <laughs> to speak, you know, out of the far conservative, it's snowflake time. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, we're dealing with snowflakes in the middle of summer yeah. because everyone's opinion is their. That's what they stand on. Yeah. And if if you say any little thing that goes against what they think or what they believe or proves what they think is wrong, mm-hmm. they're completely shut down and it destroys their entire yeah. being. Yeah. And and I think that offended people are some of the hardest. I would almost rather deal with a volatile volcano type of a person mm-hmm. than a offended person. Well, and that speaks of 
Offended people are easy. People that are offended usually blame others than the one that actually offended them. What I mean by that is you see so many people exiting the church. Mm -hmm. This isn't speaking of coworkers or secular jobs. I'm talking about the church right now. You see so many people get offended in the church and then they blame God for being Mm -hmm. offended for what someone else in the church did to them. Let me tell you, somebody that's listening, maybe you're a backslider, you haven't been to church in a while. God didn't do that. God isn't a reason. God will never kick you out of a church. Mm -hmm. God never unloves you or doesn't love you. He still loves you. And so you need to realize that people that get offended, they cast the blame just about everything. Somebody else. Yeah, it's always it's never their yeah. fault. Yeah, and and that's that's a very uh, prevalent, difficult person to deal with in, in our time. Uh, let me give you a, a two more before we get into seven keys to, to deal with difficult people. But um, a couple more difficult people that I've ran in, and and these are all just names I made up. Okay, well, we can tell they're okay. great. <laughs> <laughs> this next one, difficult people that I've dealt with, is arrogant airheads. Arrogant airheads. These people live in their own world, and they walk to the beat of their own drum. They have their own rhythm. Uh, they usually don't respond to nor- normal motivational techniques. They tend to be extremely frustrating to work with. They live in a world where they're the only ones on the planet their ideas are the only ones that works. They cannot be bothered with working with other people. Team concept is a foreign concept to them. Mm-hmm. They're usually creative and brilliant. They just don't play well with others. And ultimately what they do is they act like a victim then right. because they're not getting their way. So so arrogant airheads are difficult people. So how do we deal with someone like that? Well, I think that... One way to deal with them, mm-hmm. and it's kind of an old sneaky. I'll call it an old sneaky. You got your names, <laughs> sne- I got mine. Old sneaky tag. Pull, pull an old sneaky sneak on them. <laughs> Put them in a position, because a lot of times they are. They are very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. They have great ideas. Maybe they're a creative. Maybe they're very good crea- uh, with creativity. Maybe they're great in music, whatever. Mm-hmm. Put them in a position that they think they're in control of. Yeah. Just don't make it over people. No, no. Where mm-hmm. they think, okay, this is me. I've got control mm-hmm. of it. I can run this. Yeah. But That's in, good. In, in all reality, it gives them something to do for the kingdom. Yeah. Does no harm to anybody else. Yeah. You want to isolate Absolutely. an arrogant airhead. You want to isolate them because um, pride's not a good thing to have in leadership. No, it is not. And the the last difficult type that of person that I wanted to point out to you is the ambition assassin. They are the ones that kill dreams. Mm-hmm. They're rude. They won't work. And they'll say they'll say, you know, that won't work, but they won't work. That'll never happen. It won't be like this. Uh, you know. Then they'll tell you things like you're stupid for dreaming like that to have ideas like that. Um, you know, they're, they're the kinds that doesn't matter how awesome the vision, it, vision is, they're going to poke holes in it. Right. No matter how great the idea is, it's pop, pop, nope, mm-hmm. nope, I can't do that, nope, nope. Right. And uh, to me, they are the ultimate, ultimate killer of dreams. And again, dealing with difficult people, you got to realize, I'm not going to let them have that authority in right. my life. Well, and another thing to realize is if you go back in this episode that we just talked about all these different types of difficult people, that they are extremes of good things. Exactly. They are extremes of things that a good leader will have. You have your demanding dictators. You need to have a strong leader. Yeah. You cannot be a weak leader. Yeah. You have your nauseating nitpickers. Yeah. We need to... Strive per, for 
I can never say this saying, strive for perfection, <laughs> but land on excellence. I had a problem Yay, with that. I got it. You got it. Thanks. You got it. But you need to be able to strive for that perfection and land on excellence. Right. Mega mouths. You need to be able to speak well. You need to be able to talk yes. well as a leader. Yes. Vos, uh, volatile volcanoes. There needs to be some zeal in passion. a good leader. That's passion. Passion, yeah. You're super softies. You cannot be a heartless leader. Tender. You need to have emotion. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. you connect with people. Right. You have your arrogant airheads. Sometimes you need to have some self-pride. Confidence. You are worth. Yeah. That's self-worth. Yeah. And then a- ambition assassin. There are some times where dreams can get lost, and then you just need to make sure that you're keeping grounded and you're still, you know, keeping grounded to earth. Amen. That's a great way of counterbalancing uh, the ideas of difficult people and showing that there's a positive to that. So going from that, let's talk about seven ways to deal with difficult people. These are seven ideas and topics that we have come up with on how to deal with difficult people. Now, we've said this before, and we'll say it again. We are not perfect. These are not the perfect ways to do it. These are just some things that Dad and I have picked up through years of experience (laughs) (laughs) and fails and Mm -hmm. wins that have worked for us. Well, I um, I, before I give you the first one, two things I want to say. One is I want to give you a scripture in just a moment. Uh, The other is I have always thought in being a leader and working with people and being a pastor that I could help anyone. But I've come to the, I come to the realization in my first pastorate, not too long into it, that not everybody works well with me mm-hmm. and I don't work well with everybody and types, personalities. And that goes clash. for everyone. Yeah, it clashes. And, but I think there needs to be a sense a spiritual maturity and emotional eternity, maturity, and just be honest with ourselves uh, in dealing with difficult people. Right. In the scripture that I have is one from from Jesus. That oh man, this is <laughs> this is one of those that I'll step on your toes, run over it with a steamroller, and then back again. He said, in, Jesus said in Matthew 38, um, I mean, chapter 5, verse 38, ye have heard that it had been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say unto you, that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. That's not very popular, is it? No, it is not. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also, and whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain, give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. At, and we've laughed a little bit about our, our you know quirky names for difficult people. But I want to give you seven things. Let's talk about seven ways that we can deal with difficult people. Number one is choose to refuse being offended. Mm-hmm. Choose to refuse it is a choice. to be offended. Um, they are revealing, when you're dealing with somebody who's difficult, they're revealing what's in them and not you. Right. They're showing their problem. And it's real easy to take that personal. And there are times when, you know, I, I, I take it personal that, that somebody treats me in a, a, a way that, that is difficult or ugly. Uh, but I think that we need to be tenderhearted and tough-skinned. Absolutely. Dealing with dif- difficult people's tenderhearted and tough-skinned. Well, that also speaks of... Sometimes you just got to let words go in one ear and out the other. Yeah. And that goes along with that you've had a prior relationship with that person and you've marked them. Right. So you know, this is a person that will say hurtful things. Mm-hmm. This is a person that 
just kind of talks without a filter. Yeah. You've marked them. And so you know, okay, there's some things that I know that no. person doesn't mean what they say. Absolutely. In a, uh, now, Proverbs has a way of putting these kind of issues very Ooh, clear. There's a lot to do about some <laughs> fools and some wisdom in that book. Well, Proverbs 12 and 16 says, A fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covereth his, cha- his shame. A fool's wrath is presently known. But a prudent man covereth his shame. So I don't explode on that person because of the offense. Um, I, I, I like what the NIV says in that passage of Scripture. A fool shows his annoyance at once, but a prudent man overlooks an insult. Overlooks an insult. You know, love covers a multitude of sins that we see in Scripture. And so it's important that we... Number one, dealing with uh, offended people or dealing with difficult people is choose not to be offended. Right. Number one, it's a choice. Number two, let the irritation go quickly. Mm-hmm. Let the irritation go quickly. That speaks of maturity. Mm-hmm. That speaks of forgive and forget. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing that I have struggled with personally is. I, sometimes I could be quick to forgive, <laughs> yeah. surprising as that may be. But for me, I dwell on that. Yeah. If someone wrongs me, if someone says mm-hmm. something hurtful, I think about that for a long time. And I've had mm-hmm. to grow out of that habit. You know, I, I learned, I, I read this today, and I thought it was so powerful. It takes a habit to break out of a habit. Mm, you got to switch the habit. You got to switch that habit, habit to, mm-hmm. you know what? I was wronged. Yeah, they said something that was hurtful. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm going to think about something good and think about something good. Yes. So you got to use that habit of thinking positively, thinking about moving on, right? To break that habit on dwelling on the past, and that speaks of you know being a good leader. Yeah. To be able, if something happens, you have that ability to just switch it right there. Let it go quickly. Don't hold it in. No. You know, it's. I think it's important to release that resentment. Yes, it may hurt for a moment, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with being hurt. Right. What's, what's wrong is that if we hold that hurt in, it, it, it turns into bitterness, and then we're waiting for an apology, and apology never comes. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. If that... <laughs> He let it go quickly on the cross. Oh, my goodness. Imagine that, you know. Uh, well, and that also speaks of the people around you see that as well. If they see that yeah. you have been wrong and that you let it go so quickly, mm-hmm. they see that and they notice that. They're like, well, maybe I should try that out. Maybe sure. maybe I ought to do that. And it just causes a chain reaction of goodness. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Paul, Paul says that we're to forbear one another, forgive one another, and if any man have a quarrel against any, any, even as Christ forgave you, do so to them. Let it go quickly, because if not, if it begins to be in our heart as offense, and offense turns into bitterness, and a bitterness creates downfall and a great stronghold. Well, of could the you enemy. imagine? You you mentioned the, the amazing example of Jesus on the cross saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if Jesus held a grudge against all of humanity on the cross? He oh. had every right to yeah. because of what he was doing. Yeah. But that would have been out of the will of God, Yes, and that would have denied us salvation. Well, thank the Lord for his loving us and what, long-suffering. What an example. What an example. So number one is um, in dealing with uh, difficult people, uh, refuse to be offended. Choose not to be offended. Number two is let it go quickly. You know, cons- consider the force. Uh, consider the source. Number three, refuse to retaliate. This is a big one. Yes, sir. Gossip is talking to people who are not part of the problem or the solution. Absolutely. So what happens is a lot of times when we deal with difficult people, we're going to go talk to our friends, we go talk about this one, about it, and then we develop a an attitude of gossip. So it's our form of retaliation. We may not could punch them, mm-hmm. but we can go talk about them. Whew. We may not be able to deal with, you know, telling... Two different ways to handle the situation, yeah, same end result. Yes. 
Um, Proverbs says, He that covereth his uh, covereth the transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth the matter separate very friends. So if I choose, I'm working with a difficult person and I've got to work with that person, I can I can destroy my relationship with them by retaliating through gossip or through slander mm-hmm. or something of that nature. So I need to walk in harmony. You know, absolutely. I don't render evil for evil. I, we, we should not rather render evil for evil. Uh, you know, to to pay back. Gossip is a payback. I'm gonna pay them back by gossiping about them. Uh, we what are a call- lousy way. <laughs> yeah, we are called to bless, bless, not curse. Uh, we're to watch out for our you know sarcastic, quick-witted comebacks mm-hmm. that is about retaliation. We're called to bless, to praise, to speak well, to speak no guile. And so it's very important, I believe, that we look at number three and this refuse to ta- retaliate. Number four, this is a big one. Don't play the game. So what do you mean by that, Dad? Reject the temptation to get engaged mm. with playing the game of of argument, the game of retaliation, the game of debate. Difficult people love to debate. Right. Um, you cannot make your debate clear enough and logical enough to change the mind of a chronic chaos maker. And that's another thing. We said it again earlier on this episode is mark those people. Because let me tell you, in the world of social media and Facebook, there are people that their pastime is posting controversial posts and then fighting in the comments. Yeah. Or searching for controversial posts and fighting in the comments. Right, right. And they're waiting and just waiting and waiting for that one person mm-hmm. that'll try to say something. Yeah. Then they'll cause a fight. Then they'll try to bring it on into real world. Yeah. And then they'll do the same thing. They're Absolutely. looking for something that they can fight about and bicker about. Well, let me give you an illustration about don't play in the game. Don't play the game. Uh, I come to the realization as a pastor, when somebody comes to my office and says, we're leaving, we're, we're, oh no, we're thinking about leaving, I automatically know they've already left. Right. They can be sitting in the church. They've made up their mind. They've already made up their mind. We're thinking about leaving. They've already made up their mind. Uh, I had an individual that came into my office and they, they told me that and I said, well, God bless you. And I could tell it offended that person because they wanted me to plead with them, please don't go, please don't go, please don't go. And I said, man, you 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 do what you feel like you got to do. Mm-hmm. And what was it? I'm not going to play the game of of you know this this uh, person that says beg me to stay. Absolutely. Well, and that also speaks of knowing that person and marking them. Is this a person that is truly seeking help? and needs my attention, Mm -hmm. or is this a person solely looking for my attention or looking for a reason to say, oh, woe is me, I need your Mm -hmm. pity, and I need need you, you know, look at me, look at me, I need your attention, I need all the attention, I'm just so great and wonderful, or I'm leaving so I want you to worry about me and talk about me and persuade Mm -hmm. me to stay. That's not the case. That's That's someone who is looking for... That's a difficult person. It is. And so you need to realize, okay, is this a true situation that I need to step in it? Or mm-hmm. do I need to say, God bless you? <laughs> well, you know, the, the the most difficult people that Jesus dealt with were the Pharisees. Whew. And they, the Bible tells us in Matthew 22 that they took counsel how they might trap him with his talk. They wanted to trap him. And so they sent out their disciples to, to say, Master, we know thou art true, and teachest the ways of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man, for thou regardest not the mm-hmm. person of man. Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? What they were doing is they were setting him up to play the game. They did that multiple times throughout the Bible. Absolutely. And and another one that set, was a spiritual attack that set up to play a game was the woman, uh, the damsel, uh, where was saying to Paul and to, to Silas, these are the mighty men of God and all this kind of stuff. And Paul cast the devil out of her. <laughs> so, you know, it, what, 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 in jail. what is he saying? <laughs> I'm not going to play the game. Well, and what was crazy was that <laughs> the Pharisees tried to go against the disciples and get onto Jesus. Well, 
why are your disciples not going with the traditions? Well, then Jesus go rides around and he doesn't play the game, but he corrects them mm-hmm. in the same way of saying, well, your traditions don't go with the commandments. <laughs> yes, sir. And so you, there is a way of responding to those kinds of people without playing the game. Yeah. And look to Jesus. I mean, the devil tried to use the word, the Bible, against Jesus. Mm. But Jesus actually used the word <laughs> to and showed what the true meaning of yeah. that scripture meant. Well, difficult people seek for approval mm-hmm. and acceptance. And if they don't get it through normal channels, then they go through uh, channels like conflict. Yes, troublemaking. Sir. Yes, sir. And uh, to you know, get your attention, watch, watch. You will find these kind of folks on who love to debate and stir up stuff, uh, playing the game on Facebook. You know, and 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 they then or try to Facebook, uh, to Facebook. There you go. <laughs> Let me share this with you. Uh, Thomas Paine said, "To argue with a man who has renounced the use and authority of reason." and whose philosophy consists in holding humanity in contempt is like administering medicine to a dead man. Mm. Man, that paints the picture of our world today. Yes, sir. You know, reasoning is gone. People have already made up their fight, mind. We're going to fight about this, and they want to play the game. And so dealing with difficult people, you just don't play the game. Well, and I think another thing about that is that you need to realize in today's world, people's minds are made up. Mm-hmm. It's very rare anymore in today's society with all of the knowledge that we have at our fingertips that you can walk up to somebody that isn't in church and say, you need Jesus. And they say, you're right. I probably do. Tell me more about that. Yeah. They yeah. have their mind made up in one way or another. Yeah. It takes and, it takes a move of God. And to it get is the same way for what's going on in today's world. Yeah. No matter what situation you're trying to deal with, whether it be this pandemic we're dealing with, whether it be racism or other civil unrest, mm-hmm. people have their mind already made up on what they believe. Yeah. And you're not just going to change it willy-nilly. It's going to be ha- have a true relationship not just with the people, mm-hmm. but with God. Well, Paul addresses that mentality in um, Titus, where he says, avoid foolish questions, genealogies, and contentions, so, so and strivings how- with the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. Let's debate about this question, and that question, and this mm-hmm. genealogy, and this law, and all that kind of stuff. And Paul said, avoid that. So... Say someone posts something on Facebook. Say a leader posts something on Facebook, not looking for a debate, and someone tries debating them, or even in person. They say something mm-hmm. that's controversial, and someone tries debating them. How do we as leaders handle that? Uh, you know, I think you consider the source. Um, to me, I'm just not going to engage into that. If they want to private message me, we're going to get into something deeper, then that, that would be fine. I'm just not going to... Uh, Don't do it in public. I'm not going to do saying. it in public. But I also, that moves us to point, point number five in the key uh, to dealing with difficult people. Number five key is refuse to be a doormat. Mm. Yes, sir. I'm not going to allow them to manipulate me. And, uh, you know, some people think that Christians' only option is to lay down and be a doormat and run over. No, that's not the case. There's a big difference between forgiving someone and trusting someone. I can forgive them and I can let them go, and I'm not going to get upset uh, with offense, but it doesn't mean that I have to trust them. Absolutely. Forgiveness is instant. Mm-hmm. Trust takes time to earn it. Absolutely, yes, sir. So, uh, you know, one of, the most, one of the most great qualities that you can find in Scripture is Moses, who led three million people, who was known as the meekest man in there ever was. He's the meekest man. Well, but he wasn't the weakest man. No, sir. You can be meek, but you don't have to be weak. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Paul said, don't let your good be evil spoken of. You know, don't allow what you consider good to be evil spoken of. And sometimes when we get into debates and we get into these issues, we move to a place where the gospel is damaged. Mm-hmm. You know, some people equate humility as the same thing as being a doormat. No. 
You can't control what people think about you. You cannot control what people say about you. You just simply can control how you respond. Well, and another thing is that I don't know if this is just a personal vendetta for me, but I just feel like whenever you are a leader or a pastor mm-hmm. or someone that deserves respect, mm-hmm. you look dumb on Facebook trying to argue over yeah. petty things. Yeah. You do not get respect f- from me personally yeah. when I see you bickering and looking for a fight on Facebook. It has hurt many, many uh, reputation of ministers by doing that and leaders by doing that. It's because here's, here's the thing I know about Facebook. I'm not going to change anybody's mind I don't have a relationship no, with. No. And you can't have a relationship with somebody through the keyboard. Right. So it, if, if, if I'm going to change someone's mind, it's going to be one-on-one or Absolutely. some way that I have a, a connection with them. So, uh, again, I think it's very important to realize you don't have to be a doormat, but neither do you have to be a brawler. Absolutely. Uh, number six, in dealing with difficult pippy. <laughs> At least I'm not the only one today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, guys, we're recording this late in the evening. so Whew, think, It's a late one tonight. It, it is a late one tonight. But dealing with difficult people, number six, the key is always do the righteous thing. Always, I, I would always almost rephrase that do. to always strive to do well, the right thing. Because we don't always land no, on the right thing. No, that's why I, I didn't use the word right. I, I, I know that's in the notes, but I changed it. Always you pulled do, an old sneaky I did, on me. Yeah. Always do the righteous, righteous thing. Yes, sir. Then I got to go back to Scripture and mm. see you know, Jesus, how Jesus would have us to handle how the Word... Um, you know, uh, let me give you a quick... Here, here's a way to, to do the righteous thing. Romans 12, 9, Let love be without dissimulation. That's without partiality. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love, even, I add, difficult people, and honor preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing the instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of saints, giving to hospitality, bless them which persecute you, do the righteous thing, bless and curse not. Rejoice that them with them that do rejoice. Weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be, be not wise in your own conceits. Again, do the righteous thing. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth within you, live peaceably with all men. Even Paul says, there are some folks... You just need to get away from because mm-hmm. you cannot. It's not possible. Right. But then he, he goes on to say, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Let let the church say amen. amen. <laughs> well, isn't it but, crazy? But that's what I mean when you look at things like that, that's do the righteous thing right. when you're dealing with difficult people. But isn't it crazy that a book written over 2,000 years ago, mm-hmm. no matter what we're dealing with today, it's there is an relevant. instant in that book yeah, it's relevant. that corresponds with what's going today. Yeah. In 2020... Yeah. The word still coincides with what's going on today. Amen. It doesn't make any other sense. Yeah. But be rightly divined by God. Amen. And the word of God, because I I would have no clue on how to do anything when it comes to leadership or in the church if it wasn't for the word. I wouldn't know how to deal with people. Right. I wouldn't know how to you know handle myself. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the word of God, gives us direction and have the right attitude. Um, but uh, I think I think it's very important. Again, before I give you the last uh, key to dealing with difficult people, let me run over 
the first um, six and and just remind herself, you know, choose not to be offended. Number one, let it go quickly. Number two, refuse to tout, retaliate. Number three, number four, don't play the game. Number five, refuse to be a doormat. Number six, do the righteous thing. And number seven, I think to me it's is my favorite one, is remember, I am not the Christ. And the church said, Amen. <laughs> I we am can not shut the- shut the door on this one. Let's go home. <laughs> that is the best answer anyone could ever give. You know, uh, uh, the Bible speaks about uh, they asked asked John the Baptist, "Are you him?" And uh, he said, he confessed and denied. What a Hall of Famer, I'm telling you. But confessed, I am not the Christ. We are not people's Savior. We can't change people. (laughs) We can't save people, not a soul, on our own. We can do our best to do the right thing. We can do our best not to be offended. We can do our best to do all those one through six things that we stated. But at the bottom of it is only Jesus can help them. Only Jesus can save them. We can do our best to help them to to, to become a better person. But I want to remember this in dealing with difficult people. I'm not the Christ. I am not the Christ. Amen. Well, Dad, I know we're at the end of our episode. And I know we didn't talk about this earlier, but is there any books or any other material that you can think of that is good for our listeners to check out on how to deal with people, not necessarily just difficult people, mm-hmm. but just people in general. Dealing with people is an important, uh, and very important uh, topic. Uh, you know, let me let me see if I can call up a couple things right here that would help. Uh, in in there is one book that comes to my mind, and uh, I think it is dealing with the master and relationship. And uh, I think I can find that book. Sorry, quick, quick. listeners, I threw a curveball <laughs> at him. Yeah, yeah, that was a curveball. But, uh, uh, you know, any, any, John Maxwell has a good book called Relationships One-on-One. That's a good book. I, I think John Maxwell works very, very well in uh, leadership and relationships and things of that nature and dealing with difficult people. But, um, uh, the one I'm thinking about is about how the master, it is a study of Jesus and how he dealt with people. And um, I'm sorry, I can't put my hand on that right now. But um, dealing with difficult people is a process of, of in leadership of consistently, faithfully dealing with difficult people, learning from mistakes, going up and keep growing right. in that endeavor. Well, one that I have, I'm not, I haven't gone out in many different genres in books and leadership, but I do a lot of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I we have one, yeah, and so I am a listener of many podcasts. One that I would suggest to our listeners is Craig Groeschel's podcast. Mm-hmm. It, his leadership podcast is a wonderful tool on it's how to tool. deal with pe- people. Yeah, uh, his voice sometimes could be monotone uh, and kind of hard to listen to for long periods of time. But it has got some great information mm-hmm. on how to just deal with people in a relationship way. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you someone that is really a great writer about relationship and dealing with people. It, he, he, we, you keep talking, and I would, I would definitely uh, come to anything by. Uh, uh, his name is Crab. <laughs> I, I can't remember his first name. It's just right there. But anyway, uh, tremendous stuff on on leadership. He is a, a Christian psychologist and uh, writes a lot of good stuff. Amen. Well, you know what, David? It's been great to be here with uh, everyone today. I want to talk to our listeners just for a minute uh, because our next podcast coming up, our plans are to have a special guest. We're not going to give his name yet, but it is somebody. If you're a friend of our podcast, you know who he is because um, he is a also a podcaster, author, preacher, pastor, leader of men, 
and uh, be on the lookout. We got some lookout. great things coming your way. And and he's he 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 has the same condition I have. He's follically challenged. And uh, so uh, we're looking forward to having him with us. Thank God I don't have that challenge yet. (laughs) But the Lord willing, we're going to be having a special guest in our next podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, Kingdom Leak Podcast is is our passion, is connecting generations. Uh, I am Tim W. Gill. I uh, am the elder of this group, David and I. (laughs) David is my son. Uh, he's 21, I'm 58, and we do our best to minister together as a pastor and a youth minister in the church and as a father and son. It, it works together, and we're delighted to have you here with us. We look forward to the next time. David, you know, send us out. we Will do, Dad. Thank you again to all our listeners. We want to push you all to uh, like us on Facebook you know, leave a review and comments because we want to be able to reach as many people as possible. And with you leaving a review, a five-star review, write something down that gets the word out to as many people as possible. We love y'all. We're so thankful for our listeners. We've been getting some great reviews and comments. We love hearing from you all. Yes. Because remember one thing, here at Kingdom Link, we believe that leadership only matters if it is passed on. So why don't you pass it on today?